That's one of my favorite arguments um, against Bitcoin is if there was a, a nuclear shutdown of the internet and then Bitcoin would exist. I'm thinking mm, anyone who's seen any movies would realize that you're the only one who's going to insist on paying for stuff if that, if that was the case. Like I want to hold gold. It's like, yeah, pretty sure you people are not going to be lining up to pay, pay for stuff in the shops if the global financial system you know, broke. It's actually known that within 48 hours, you'll have just ransacking. So <laughs> buy some uh, canned soup. I think that's going to be the <laughs> most uh, significant currency. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from coincompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit bitcoinbasicspodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics podcast. I'm Ferris here with Gordon. And today we are Monday the 5th of April. Is that right? Yes. Still Monday the 5th of April. Yes, we are. Monday. Of, we are. We just did an episode and um, that was 20 minutes ago. Um the price of Bitcoin is $57,710. The block height is $677,815. So what that all means, that is our proof of recording. Um, if you're unsure, um, basically it just tells you that what time, day, price we actually recorded this episode. Gordon, what are we tackling today? Well, Faris, we're getting ahead of the curve because, you know, no one's going to actually use clocks and watches in the future. It'll just be like blockchain time. Hey, you want to meet tomorrow for a beer? Let's meet at block 10,694. Because people today, love large numbers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> today, we're looking at a pretty common question, um, Bitcoin hacking. And you could take this several ways, but I want to ask you first, Faris, can Bitcoin be hacked? So I'm actually finding... I don't know about you, but I'm getting asked this question less and less. Um, when we first started our role as educators, uh, 2017, 2018, this was a huge mis um, misunderstanding about Bitcoin that it could get hacked. So essentially, I don't believe Bitcoin can no longer get hacked. How do you hack Bitcoin itself? Well, you need to, and we've used the analogy of a pyramid in the past, uh, the Bitcoin blockchain is like a pyramid. Um, every 10 minutes, a new block is put on. And it's been at this for 11 years now. And it is so big. The only way you could um, demolish that pyramid is by attacking it. So using computer brute force to basically remove each block of that pyramid one by one. But at the same time, everyone on the Bitcoin network is adding a block on. So... Um, I think it's actually been proven now that there's not enough computer power in the world to attack the Bitcoin network. So if everyone keeps doing what they're doing, um, running their nodes, using Bitcoin, and a nefarious group of governments want to come together, they actually can't anymore. There's not enough um, power, computing power to hack Bitcoin. The misunderstanding is when an exchange gets hacked and people lose their Bitcoins. And this is something I still have to explain to people in that... They buy their Bitcoins and I say, where are they? And uh, Or Satoshis. And they say, what do you mean? So we still need to explain to people what a private key is and that you need to remove your private keys from an exchange. So Bitcoin cannot get hacked. Unfortunately, exchanges can and still do get hacked. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Yeah, what you mentioned at the start was uh, what is called a 51% attack. So actually that's how blockchains are supposed to work. So if a nefarious actor or a government agency decided to do that, Bitcoin wouldn't be hacked. It's operating as it should be. 51% of the network is controlled by a particular person, actor, whatever, state entity, then um, they take control of the network. So technically that wouldn't really be a hack. That would just be someone trying to control and take over the network. Um, it depends on, uh, as Faris mentioned, you know, uh, Bitcoin can't really be hacked, um, but exchanges and sort of everything around Bitcoin can be hacked. And the analogy I think that you mentioned, Faris, before was when a bank is robbed or people stole money from a bank, does that mean that the US dollar or British pound or whatever that currency was, does that mean that that currency is vulnerable? No, it just means that the custodian of that currency uh, didn't do a good job. So the same with Bitcoin. Bitcoin, it could, it can be hacked. Um, in all reality, it's been around for 12 years and every single hacker in the world, including individuals and groups and state actors um, have tried to, and they've tried to hack it. They've tried to create vulnerabilities and all kinds of stuff. There's even, you know, conspiracy theories of Bitcoin developers being, um, you know, entrapped and extorted and trying to do things. And that hasn't happened. So can it be hacked? Yes. Will it be hacked? Probably not. Um, it could happen. And we're not going to go through all the scenarios and whatnot. There could be a bug in Bitcoin. Um, tomorrow, the Bitcoin software could release an update and there could be a bug in it, um, which means um, people could have their funds stolen and that sort of stuff. Really unlikely with so many people looking at the code. And this is the brilliance of open source many eyeballs looking at the code make it more secure. So um, why I like Linux, Faris, because it's open source and many people looking at the code, unlike other closed sourced operating systems. I think the most likely thing, as Faris mentioned before, is you have technology. So you have, for example, Bitcoin, and then you have the implementation of that technology. And that's where the hack's going to occur. So you have, for example, a house, um, an architect designs a house, you know, beautiful design. It looks absolutely fantastic. But if the builder makes a mistake in the implementation, in the building of that house, then it's not the architect's fault. That's the builder's fault. Um, there's nothing wrong with the design. So I think that's kind of um, the best analogy in that there's nothing wrong with the design of Bitcoin. It's the implementation of it. So a Bitcoin exchange, a Bitcoin wallet, a, a mobile wallet, a hardware wallet um, could have a bug in it. Um, your operating system, you know, you've downloaded your Bitcoin wallet uh, onto, you know, um, iOS or Android, there could be a bug in there. Um, so yeah, it's not with Bitcoin itself, it's with everything around it. I think that's, that's the main point. Did you know we provide a Bitcoin help desk? Visit coincompass.com forward slash help. For example, do you need help buying or selling Bitcoin on an exchange, withdrawing profits to your bank account? or transferring your Satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet. Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop mobile or Bitcoin hardware wallet. How about upgrading your security hygiene by implementing InfoSec, cybersecurity, and OPSEC, privacy, best practices to protect your investments and your identity online. These are only some of the things we have already helped both individuals and businesses with. We give advice, support, and a white glove service no matter the size of the investment or level of your technical ability. Visit coincompass.com forward slash help for all your Bitcoin related needs. 
Yeah, and this is a key point where I think I would like us to focus a lot of our education on this month and um, foreseeable future um, is the decentralization nature of Bitcoin. Um, Gordon mentioned open source. Um, so that is a key component to Bitcoin. And what I've seen is as Bitcoin's been around longer and longer, people start understanding key aspects of it more. Decentralization, I see as the next wave where people go start really start to appreciate the decentralized nature of Bitcoin. Um, I think we will address this in another podcast, but that is what the fact that it is unlikely that a, an error in the code can come out is because unlike any company where the IT department basically has to, you know, release a new project, they're under, you know, under budget, they've got a timeline coming from the CEO, he's meeting quarterly targets, that doesn't happen in Bitcoin. It's volunteers working on the code and they don't want anything to go wrong because their careers and their finances are all tied up in Bitcoin. So that, that decentralized nature, open source nature of Bitcoin is really what makes it strong. It's both those things, Ferris. So Bitcoin couldn't exist if it was closed source, like uh, Microsoft or, or Apple, for example. It couldn't exist because you don't know who's doing what with the code. And also it couldn't exist if it was centralized. You know, you got one person, even if it was volunteers, you got one or two people because they could be extorted. They could be, um, you know, coerced. And, and that's what we mentioned in our last episode with Ethereum. Um, I think Ethereum is a fantastic project, but it is centralized. There are central developers and there are people that real world addresses that you can actually email and call the Ethereum Foundation and Vitalik and, and those known people. With Bitcoin, there's none of that. So um, I think that just to uh, complete this um, circle, Faris, uh, a, a lot of people still, even now in 2021, I was talking about quantum computing and there's a lot of nonsense about it. And people say, oh, Bitcoin's just going to be hacked, you know, within the next five years because of quantum computing some uh, state actor or some government or whatever is going to create a quantum computer and it's going to basically destroy Bitcoin because the cryptography, the mathematics behind the generation of your private key and your public key is a one-way function. So for example, what happens is a Bitcoin wallet generates a private key. It does some other things, but it, then it generates a public key. And that's a one way. You can't actually look at someone's public key and then go back to it and say, oh, I wonder what their private key is. And computation and computer power just doesn't exist. So the argument is quantum computers are going to break that. They're going to look at these public keys on the blockchain and they're going to be able to reverse engineer and find out every private key from that public key. You can't do that today, but people are like, oh, that's just a matter of time. This is going to happen. And that's complete nonsense because, I mean, it seems like that's 20, 30 years away, um, which we've discussed before. And secondly, if that does happen, Bitcoin will simply change its algorithm to something else. And, and, and that would be a major problem if that cryptography was broken, that particular cryptography for the computer science students out there is called ECC. If that was broken, we would have satellites falling from the sky. We would have uh, the entire internet <laughs> completely broken. HTTPS, that padlock thing that you see on your browser, that's broken. So yeah, we would have a lot more problems in the world if that happened. That's one of my favorite arguments um, against Bitcoin is if there was a, a nuclear shutdown of the internet and then Bitcoin would exist. I'm thinking, mm, anyone who's seen any movies would realize that you're the only one who's going to insist on paying for stuff if that, if that was the case. Like, I want to hold gold. It's like, yeah, 
pretty sure people are not going to be lining up to pay for stuff in the shops if the global financial system, you know, broke. It's actually known that within 48 hours, you'll have just ransacking. So <laughs> buy some uh, canned soup. I think that's going to be the <laughs> most uh, significant currency. But even if that happened for us, we do have satellites in orbit. We have certain satellites yep. mining Bitcoin and uh, we mentioned the Liquid Network on our last podcast. Blockstream actually has uh, satellites in order. So if if there was an EMP blast or some nuclear attack, we've still got satellites actually every 10 minutes uh, mm. mining and uh, verifying so that when in civilization comes back in 100 or 200 years after the nuclear holocaust, we can return to using Bitcoin. Yeah. And we've just gone through a global economic shutdown. And what happened? The internet got busier. Yeah, exactly. So um, can Bitcoin be hacked? Yes. Will Bitcoin be hacked? Uh, extremely unlikely. Uh, but, you know, be careful when, when choosing your exchange. Don't leave coins on your exchange. And uh, choose your Bitcoin wallets, your hardware wallets and software wallets carefully. Um, there are not, you know, wallets are not just wallets. There are some developers who are nefarious and they release widgets, Bitcoin widgets, you know, check the price of Bitcoin. You put that widget on your phone. And it steals all your Bitcoin funds from your Bitcoin wallet. So you need to take these things seriously. And Bitcoin won't be hacked, but your mobile phone, your computer, um, or your brain with social engineering, a phishing scam or not can be hacked. So uh, best practices are to improve your security hygiene, your infosec, your opsec. Thank you for listening. And by the way, if you have any questions, please feel free to upload them. Gordon, where can we send people to upload any questions that they may have for us to answer on the show? Everything is available as usual at bitcoinbasicspodcast.com, all our social media platforms, YouTube channel, and a link to ask a question. And we will answer that on one of our upcoming episodes. And uh, last but not least, please like, share, and um, post this on social media so that we can find other people like yourself, to, to get this Bitcoin information out there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. I am Ferris here with... Who am I? Mispronounced my own name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.